This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get there. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. Raider Nation, what is going on? Coming to you guys, I would guess after the first wave of free agency, you can kind of say that it's been a couple days now of the official free agency period where guys are actually physically signing their contracts now. And the Raiders have had this little bit of a roller coaster ride, I guess, of my emotions through this time. Of course, we we're very happy after Monday, we did the podcast with Yannick Ngakwe, uh, having him come in, be signed. I was happy Monday. That was amazing. Then Tuesday comes and we had all these cuts. We kind of knew about Gabe Jackson and then Rodney Hudson and, and, and all this stuff was flying through. We're going to, we're going to talk more about that stuff. Whenever I bring in our guest, uh, if you guys are familiar with the Pritch and Clay morning show on Raider nation radio, then you're going to really enjoy this guest. We'll talk more about um, some of those wild trades that happened. Uh, that obviously sent a lot of emotion towards me. I was, I almost did a podcast on Tuesday wasn't feeling it yet. I did. I wasn't ready to talk about it. There was a lot going on. Um, and then Wednesday, the mood kind of turned around. We took some of that money that we're freeing up. We're actually making moves again because it felt like we were losing all these guys and we only signed Yannick and we didn't know what we were going to do from there. But it seems like we have a plan, plan B or plan C or I don't know, plan D, whatever we're on at this point. It seems like we got a plan. Um, of course, losing you know Nelson Aguilar, Devontae Booker, Tack McKinley, Tyrell Williams, Eric Harris to other teams. We were still able to keep Nicholas Morrow, Jonathan Hankins, Richie Incognito, Denzel Good, Derek Carrier, and Zay Jones uh, up to this point. I believe that's everybody I got. I'm trying to I'm trying to keep up with this free agency madness as much as I possibly can. And we were also able to bring in and add. Some new people, some new faces that haven't been with the organization yet. Yannick Ngakwe, of course. Wide receiver John Brown. I want to talk about his impact with the wide receiver room um, with Clay Moore. Also, defensive end Solomon Thomas. Early first-round pick back in his day. And, uh, you know, after playing through that contract, I think he has a little bit to prove, and I think he'll be a great rotational piece. Uh, interior defensive lineman Quentin uh, Jefferson. He's going to be... Uh, you know, right in the mix with Jonathan Hankins and Mo Hurst, I think that's a great piece to add in there. Um, I think he could be a little bit more impactful even than uh, Malik Collins was, even though that's not really saying much. And then today, as of now, I'm starting this a little bit right now, uh, but running back Kenyon Drake we just added. So this is the, the start of the recording at noon on Thursday. 
I'm going to be getting to the interview here with Clay Baker next, and then I'm going to wrap up the show tonight and see if there's any more moves that were made on this Thursday so we can wake up if you want to listen to it on Thursday night. If you're doing it now, awesome. Or you can be catching this on Friday or Saturday, and hopefully it's still mostly you know, accurate. Obviously, everything's still going down. But be on the lookout this weekend on Sunday. So sometime Sunday, I'd say maybe like 5, 6 o'clock. We haven't set the time yet. Be on the lookout for a live stream. I'm collaborating with Samoan Raider, and we're going to review the first week of free agency and get down into every detail of every little bit, take questions. So you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Raider Cody, or you can go subscribe to his Samoan Raider. So make sure you tune in and look for that. Go subscribe, set your bell notifications, and be ready to go live. Then there'll also be, I'll post-produce a podcast as well, so you guys won't just be left hanging completely. So, so Raider Nation, we're going to take this quick break provided by Blue Wire, and we'll be right back with our guest. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. So now it's time to get into the nitty-gritty while being four days deep in a free agency, and in doing so, I'm bringing in our guest. Be right back with Clay. Joining me now, host of the Pritch and Clay Morning Show on Raider Nation Radio every week, Monday through Friday from 7 to 10 a.m. Make sure you guys check that out and add it to your, you know, your daily dose of Raiders content. Clay Baker, thanks for joining me right in the middle of this free agency chaos. What is going on? Oh, man, Raider Cody, it is a, an honor to be on your show, man, and I am good, thank you. And I tell you what, uh, this, is a, this is a fun day for me just to be on your show because I've been a fan of yours for a long time, and even, especially this year, you know, when the games would be over on Sunday night, I would have to check out, you know, what you were doing, because you have such a great job of engaging with Raider Nation and being a part of their uh, their after-game environment. Like, you were able to really, like, touch on so many great stuff, and, like, uh, uh, being a part of your show is, is really, it's a good time for me, man, and I, I, I thank you for having me on. I like that, man. I appreciate all the kind words, Clay. We've, uh... Uh, I guess I, I say we, as in me and Kenny King and, and our uh, amazing audience that tunes in. We've we've had a great time doing that. And then, of course, you know, Raider Nation, as its own, has grown a really good collection of podcasters and YouTubers. And we're into our content. And then finally, just this last offseason, we get this really awesome flagship station dedicated. I mean, Raider Nation Radio. There's no, there's no denying what it's about, right? So... Uh, that opens up and you guys headline the morning show. And I mean, obviously things are flowing smooth. I hear nothing but good things from fans. They love hearing from Pritch and Clay every single day, Monday through Friday. Um, I kind of want to just ask, you know, how are you enjoying the connection with Raider Nation? And, you know, take me, I guess, back a little bit into, you know, the day to day 
challenges to keep that show going every single day? Oh, well, I'll tell you what, a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, working with a great person like Mike Pritchard, uh, somebody that I've respected for so long, you know, living out here in Las Vegas. And we've met many times, you know, before we actually started working and doing shows together. And that was back in like 2016. And getting a chance to work together with Mike is uh, very, very special because uh, he and I have both had a vision of what a morning show would look like in Las Vegas awesome. and how it could be done. And, you know, uh, he's he's worked in NFL markets. And, and for me, I'm, I've been in sports radio. God, man, it's almost been like 25 years. It's crazy Ooh. to think about. And, yeah, morning show host at an NFL flagship is an extreme, um, you know, it feels like, you know, this is where I needed to be. And, and my God, man, Cody, and you know it as well as anybody, the way the Raider Nation is set up is that they love – to hear their voices being heard is one thing, but they love it when they can get information when they want to, because it has been so long since they've been able to have it readily on like a daily radio show, you know, and like the morning shows in the Bay area for a while, it was just like, well, you're part of a other process. We're going to talk about the A's and the giants and the 49ers. And, you know, we're going to touch on college too. And it was always like, I would, you know, I would always listen to Bay area radio uh, for years and years, just because I love to listen to everybody. Mm -hmm. And, I, I was hearing less and less uh, content about the Raiders, and it was disturbing to me. And uh, if it wasn't for your show, it was, if it wasn't for uh, other people coming out and, and just trying to do their own content and taking it seriously, there would be this large disconnect for fans and the team. And that should never be, not with Raider Nation. The Raiders have such a great storied franchise, and, and it's a team that has got such a bright future right now yeah. that it's a real, real... Um, feeling of uh, like accomplishment when we do these shows and, and, and come up with it because for years I've been working at ESPN and we, this time of year, for example, like you're going to be talking about college basketball. You're going to talk about if you're in Las Vegas, you're going to talk NHL hockey and then touch on the Raiders. And then you're going to go into baseball, get that thing going. So <laughs> Mike and I have talked about if we had a chance to do it our own way, we would just do Raider content Dude. and do it well three hours and that's that's what gets us going man clay you guys have nailed it absolutely and it, it's cool what's great is the, the fan base is so passionate and we cannot have enough content like i mean i mean i've been flowing now for a few years doing this show and you you cross promote you know there's all these new shows popping up raider nation radio pops up the numbers aren't getting hurt raider nation is craving more and more and more content so i mean even with where we're at i think we have a, a really strong like i said catalog of all kinds of raiders podcasters and youtubers and now the flagship radio station and this fan base still wants more and that's amazing but what they want more of i can tell you clay right now is this madness that's going on in free agency and i can't tell i'm happy I'm sad, I'm angry, I'm questioning what's going on, then I'm happy again, then I'm sad, angry, questioning what's going on. Right now, I think I'm pretty happy, and I'm excited to talk about this a little bit. And Are you ready to jump into this craziness, dude? Oh, it's like, uh, <laughs> like there was a point, like, I, like, was it like Tuesday, I just wanted to go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too invested now, man, and it's like, all day and all night is, uh, is, is Raiders is what I think about. And like for the last, you know, a couple months where you're wondering, all right, what is this offseason going to look like? And one of the underpinnings of like, well, at least I can always go to bed 
knowing that the offensive supply <laughs> is going to be strong and stable and there's going to be continuity <laughs> and uh, build around that, then there's nothing wrong. And, and then, uh, then there's all this instability, right? And is it, is it us, as, as like a fan base, as like we don't want to get, get rid of the past? Or is it just because we also know that they, like Rodney Hudson and Gabe Jackson, are the very best at their position? And we don't want to part ways with yeah. I mean, that's uh, going into it. it it's like, you know, we've had a top five offensive line just about every single year for a while. We had a small rebuild, flipped a lot of players around. Rodney Hudson was the anchor in that entire rebuild, him and Gabe Jackson. And, uh, you know, that's kind of those are the two guys that we stuck with. Everything else rotated around. We felt like we could replace all the other players except those two. You know, they, they that was the continuity of the line. And then it didn't happen. And it, it, the team doesn't even realize. I think, you know what, John Gruden, John Gruden needs – to come on Raider Nation Radio in, in your place whenever he makes those crazy moves. You know, you explain it, John. Gosh dang it, why are you putting this on me? Because I'm sitting here thinking, people oh, are asking me, like, hey, are you, like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, don't ask me. I'm not the person that's trading the players. I'm just going to ride this thing out because luckily, you know, the offseason isn't four days long. The offseason is a very long period, and I don't think we're even quite through the first wave of free agency. As slow as a start as it was this season, I think we have a long ways to go, but talking about this offensive line now, after we rearranged it so much, we're looking at Colton Miller, Richie Incognito, Andre James, who was the backup center. I talked to Trent Sieg, uh, I think, last week, and he even mentioned that he was practicing long snapping. So it seemed like Andre James is is it ha, really has the feel for being a center now after moving from tackle in college. We re-signed Denzel Good, and then maybe we put Parker out there at right tackle. Maybe there's still a free agent available. Maybe we address it early in the draft. Clay, I want to know your thoughts on this offensive line and and how you think it ends at the end of the offseason. I think it. Uh, I wouldn't even be surprised if they go and find uh, with their first pick. A, uh, a top-notch tackle uh, in the draft. I feel like they have, um, th- you know, they were put into a weird position. Like the organization, you know, and you have all these uh, rumors and stories about uh, why Rodney didn't like the, uh, wanted to leave. And then Gabe is, you know, uh, problems with his contract and he wants out. And it's like they can't talk about it because they're not allowed to until everything gets done. Yeah. You know, so it leaves nothing but speculation for us. All we can do is just – as Raider Nation, just like fill in the blanks with what we think might have happened. But, you know, it wasn't a good thing. All right, Tom Cable is a guy, I mean, one of the most coveted offensive line coaches in the game, not only with an evaluation, you know, an eye for evaluation and talent, but he can go and, and get guys do what they just need to do. And, and Denzel Good was a great example of that. And also, uh, congratulations to Denzel Good for getting the new contract, you know, two years, $8 million, and he can go and figure out for himself, like, all right, do I play guard? Do I play tackle? Either way, yeah. I have earned this money. You know, so I wouldn't be surprised if they continue to go into free agency and find another uh, couple of guys, whether they be starters or for depth, and at the same time, you know, go into draft and maybe number 17 is an offensive lineman. I know that uh, that that doesn't sound very exciting. However, <laughs> offensive linemen that come up that high, I usually know that they have to play day one. They know that they're impact starters. And um, I... I feel like if also Derek Carr starts to feel a little uneasy, you know, there's going to be some hiccups along the line with a new cast of guys, Cody, but that even makes me smile a little bit more saying, well, Derek, you're going to have to start extending plays with your feet. Yeah. If the play is not there, play breaks down. We need you more 
to make plays with your feet to get first downs than ever before. Yeah. And maybe that will help force that dynamic because when he did that, especially in that game on the road in Cleveland, Cody, like you could see the maturation and elevation of this offense when he starts to move the ball with his legs because uh, no one expects it. And he's quicker than people to realize, you know? Yeah, he is a little dangerous whenever he gets outside the pocket, whenever he gets out there. Of course, that's not his preferred choice. Uh, but it might be this season. So we're going to see what happens. I'm going to tell you the one thing I'm probably going to miss the most is that, that pre-snap, you know, you, you, you get, we we're laughing at, you know, the Cindy Gruden's and all these different purple walrus, all these things, but I'm going to miss the, we good Rod, you know, cause we're not getting that anymore. You know, Rodney Hudson, I felt like had that, he had a big role in really pass protection. He was, he was the one that was double checking everything that Derek was checking to making sure that we weren't going to need to keep an extra guy back and seeing where guys were coming in and blitzing. It was just like an extra pair of eyes for Derek Carr. So I would say now without him, maybe Andre James can take on a little bit of that. I'd imagine he probably has, you know, a little bit more to be worried about before he starts taking on pass protection uh, assignments. But um, yeah. besides that, who let's, okay. So he's buying, I think he buys time. I think, I think we are going to have still a top 10 offensive line unit in 2021 because I'm glass half full all the time until you prove me. Otherwise, I think we have a good unit looking at who he's going to be throwing the ball to Darren Waller is always there. Whenever I'm looking at wide receiver, he doesn't come up in the list of wide receivers, but he might as well because he's a top receiving target. Now, unrolling Henry Ruggs, John Brown, Hunter Renfro, and Brian Edwards. Is this group good enough to get it done, or do you think that we need a bigger piece lining up out wide? It's hard not to salivate when you think about guys that are out there, especially like, for, you know, for example, like a Kenny Galladay, right? Yeah. You know, with the... The years in Detroit, I mean, he made everyone forget about Megatron. And in, in, in a nice way, like, you know, he came in and was drafted in Megatron's last year, and Calvin Johnson was really beset by injuries. I mean, the guy was, uh, you know, he was used as a decoy, but Galladay ex- expanded his repertoire, immediately made impact, and he's still young enough to keep doing that. And he's not a guy that is like, I need to have, you know, 12 targets a game. I need to have my certain amount of catches. He's definitely not that kind of guy. And that would be the right fit for an offense like the possession cell offense that uh, the Raiders run. Because Darren Waller is no doubt your number one wide receiver. Yeah. So who's your number one WR option? <laughs> so I would just like to have one more guy to be a little more explosive. But then again, that's not at all what John Gruden is doing in the offense because, yeah, there's some explosiveness, but it's all going to be predicated on a possession style. Uh, type run first offense and I would just I would like to see a little more than a guy like John Brown who you know what I I don't know what he can really bring to the table but good that they're not really risking a whole lot on him you know you know that contract is like well it doesn't work out and you're looking elsewhere that's fine but damn it man Edwards and Ruggs this is they have to step up man and like I need to see this from from Edwards especially yeah because there were times last year where I was watching like uh, watching them at Allegiant Stadium, and I was, I was like, all right, this is the time where Brian's got to get open because, like, in the, the the Dolphins game and the, the Colts game, guys were banged up. And I'm like, all right, Edwards is out there a lot. He's getting a lot of snaps. And he, he has such a difficult time finding a way to get open. Yeah. And it's almost like he's, like, running in tandem with everybody that's defending <laughs> him. And there's never any separation. And that, and that was driving Pritch crazy. And it was driving me crazy, too. But... Uh, they have the guys. 
You know, that is that is the key. Now, can John Brown mentor any of them or push them? That's what needs to happen. And I want to see that, man. I, I want to see those guys in a position where they are uncomfortable about their surroundings. And now if you bring in maybe one more veteran, right, one more guy, one more piece of that side of the table to let Edwards and Ruggs know that they're going to have to fight for everything they work for because last year they were looking around and that was all they had. Yeah. And Zay Jones. Yeah, no, I, I mean, great opinions. Again, Raider Nation, uh, for everyone listening, make sure you follow Clay Baker here at, Ra- at Clay Baker Radio, um, host of uh, Pritch and Clay Morning Show on Raider Nation Radio. I, I like that you're talking about him bringing in John Brown to mentor him because he almost seems like that perfect kind of mix with maybe like a Nelson Aguilar and a Henry Ruggs. I feel like that's where you come up with like a John Brown, right? they were to somehow have a baby, you come up with John Brown or something. I don't know. Um, and in <laughs> Henry Ruggs, I think he needs that little bit of mentorship because he has all the talent, just like you're talking about with Brian Edwards. I feel like we need someone in there with Brian Edwards to teach him how to create that separation because he's not going to be quick on his feet. He's not going to be out there just, you know, breaking ankles with his route running, but he's got to be crafty enough to create space. And you almost kind of look at him and he, Hey, maybe he could be a, a, a Kenny Galladay type player, right? I mean, a lot of people, you know, compare him to like a Terrell Owens. I saw kind of like maybe a little like kind of like a Des Bryant in him, just kind of the way he plays. Um, he's going to take a little developing for sure, but um, I'm hoping that there's one last piece in here, even if it's just, uh, I mean, maybe a Juju Smith Schuster. Um, if we bring him in, just that one for sure. Like, you need a sure handed. As much as I love Darren Waller, when it comes down to a, a key third down and they're able to cover up Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro, who are you throwing the ball to? Who's your go-to wide receiver that has one-on-one coverage every single time? And uh, Juju might be that guy. Kenny Galladay could be that guy. Um, who knows? Uh, now, last thing I would say. Yeah, good call. So last thing I would say uh, that was affected the most right now in free agency and in a really good way was our pass rush. That's something that's been in question for, I don't know. I, uh, my clock doesn't turn back that far. I can't even tell you how long we've needed a, a solid pass rush. And we – Obviously, open up day one of the tampering period. Yannick Ngakwe, we pair him with Max Crosby and Cleveland Farrell. Uh, we added Solomon Thomas, who will be a good rotational piece. We still have Carl Nassib. If he's going to be on the roster week one, that's, I guess, probably still a question mark for me. We bring back Jonathan Hankins on the interior. We're going to pair him with Mo Hurst. We added Quinton Jefferson. The guy's got a little He's got a little, little dog in him. He's got a little fire in him. Um, do we finally, you think, have the tools on our front seven to – get after the quarterback and really, and really change the defense. Cause we just had Richard Sherman, you know, come out and say pass rush over the secondary. You got to get to that, that, that front seven, that defensive line that dictates how the defense plays. Do you think we finally have that defensive line that'll dictate how the defense plays? I do. And I think that it was a good sign to show that Gus Bradley has some uh, say in the drafting as well as the free agent picks, you know, in this, this period, they're getting guys that, really fit well into the Gus Bradley system. And, you know, he said it right away in his press conference, we have to affect the quarterback. We have to disrupt them. It's beyond just finding uh, statistics and sacks. Like you said it too, like when was the last time there was a pass rush? It's been so far away. We've been so far removed that we're like glorifying Nicholas Morrow's three sacks. You know, (laughs) it's like we need so much more when we haven't seen it at all. And uh, now think about the guys they brought in. All right. Um, Solomon Thomas needing to prove himself on a, on a one-year deal, on a small deal, coming off of the injury. That guy has so much to prove as a number three pick gone awry. And then at the same time, 
uh, Quentin Jefferson. I loved what he said. Uh, he was in a conversation with Josina Anderson and how excited he was about coming to Las Vegas and being paired up with his old buddy, Yannick Ngakwe. Like, they have, they used to play together in Maryland, and now, man, this is like a, a beacon, like a place to go because they love Gus Bradley's system. So there's a love for the system. There's guys who want to be there. And for everybody else that was on that defensive line that last year really kind of like underperformed, well, now they're looking around saying, I have competition. I have serious competition now because, and that goes to guys like Cleef Ferrell and Max Crosby. Like they know that guys are being brought in and those dogs want to eat. And Mo Hurst, Kendall Vickers, Arden Key, David Irving, step up. Yeah. Like you are not in this, uh, this blindly. And I'm wondering about Nassib himself because that, that huge uh, guaranteed roster bonus comes Man. up tomorrow on March 19th. Will he? Or won't he be here? Because you're going to take a bit of a cap hit, but who cares at this point? Yeah, if you're not going to spend the money I, for sure, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. We didn't see like one redeeming quality of the Carl Massive uh, signing that happened last year, and that was a a big contract. It almost seemed a little bit uh, a reeking of desperation, hoping that they could reach with him and find something good. There was nothing redeeming out of that at all. So if they part ways, I'm still okay with it, and I also feel like they're okay with continuing to find the right kind of guy to come in and compete because as Pritch has said many times, there's not a better motivator than fear. And when guys fear that their jobs are going to be on the line, good things happen. They didn't have fear the last couple of years. You nailed it. Clay Baker. Thank you for joining me again. Um, for those that are listening to this, as soon as I get off the phone here with Clay, we're going to be wrapping up Thursday night's acquisitions to make sure we don't miss anything. Uh, here on day four of free agency. So whenever you're listening to this, whether it be late Thursday night, early Friday morning, make sure you turn, tune in to Raider Nation Radio, 7 to 10 a.m. You get on your Raiders app. You go to uh, Raiders.com. You can find Raider Nation Radio. Tune in uh, to the Pritch and Clay morning show. Clay Baker, man, great conversations. We have three, like we just talked about, three key groups that have really been shaken up right now through free agency. And we're not even through the first wave of it. So I hope you're ready to buckle up. And let's uh, let's talk again soon, man. This was fun. Oh, I would love to. And I'm really honored to be on your show, Cody. I'm a, not, not only a, a listener, but I'm a fan of your stuff. And uh, everybody out there knows it as well. You do such a great job, man, keeping us all together and engaged. Thanks for having me on, man. Many kind words. See you soon. Raider Nation, let's get back into this free agency nonsense. So Raider Nation, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Shout out to Clay Baker from uh, you know the Pritch and Clay Morning Show on Raider Nation Radio. Besides everything that's been going on here on Thursday, to close out, we have Nick Martin signing, which is a uh, a, a four year starter out of Houston. Came in um, allowing a pretty good pressure, you know, I guess to snap rate, playing really well. He um, he comes in being very consistent as a starter. Uh, I'd say a little inconsistent whenever it comes to the run game. So we have a little bit of a camp competition with him and Andre James. I will say it seems like Nick Martin comes in as the favorite as a starter, being a four-year consistent starter as an NFL center. That gives you the immediate advantage. Uh, But besides that, Raider Nation, four days in, feeling iffy but we're creating space still. We're looking to move on from Marcus Mariota. Uh, I would say Marcus won't be a Raider week one. Um, I could say there could probably be a couple other key pieces. Not really key pieces, but um, 
obviously well-known players to Raider Nation. That will be cut as well in the next few days. And, uh, man, Mike Mayock and John Gruden are moving a lot around. So, Raider Nation, thanks for tuning in. Day four coming in pretty wild, just like day three and day two. Day one was just happy. It wasn't preparing us for the next three days of madness. So, Raider Nation, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you leave a five-star rating and review um, and subscribe or tune in to Raider Nation Radio's morning show, 7 to 10 a.m., you know, the Pritchard Clay Show. Uh, Raider Nation, let's get it. We've got a good thing building here. We're going to see what it turns into. So, see you. Peace.